the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. We don't need no education. We don't need no thought control. Welcome to Education Nation, where we tackle the biggest issues in American education. School is now in session. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hagstrom and co-host Mark Durkin. Well, good evening and thank you for joining us here on Education Nation. I'm Headmaster and host Rebecca Hagstrom. And it's a privilege to join you here every Saturday evening on AM 1280, The Patriot. And I'm joined in studio once again, of course, by Mark Durkin, our producer and my co-host. Well, hello again, Rebecca. Yes. Good evening. We're good excited evening. to have our wonderful guest again I'm this pumped for week. this. I've been thinking about this all week. And that's right. Yep. <laughs> yes, we're very excited to have Brent back. So we can all agree uh, as individuals that good education benefits students, families, and society as a whole. Here on Education Nation, it's our aim to have these weekly conversations about what is required to take steps forward within education in our country. Absolutely. Liberty Classical Academy, it builds confident speakers, informed citizens, competent writers, deep thinkers, moral leaders, culminating lives that inspire. In fact, the context in which Liberty students learn and live is rooted in the truth of God's Word. And because of faith, students have their eyes wide open. They can see what is true and what is not, what is good and what is not, and what is beautiful and what is not. And with eyes wide open and minds that are sharp, they are prepared for life. Yeah. Well, besides teaching logic, Bible, and coaching chess club, Brent Fisher's LCA, or Brent Fisher from LCA, is our new spiritual formation and biblical counselor. He's passionate about helping students cultivate their own spiritual lives by pursuing Christ-centered transformation through the renewal of their minds and growth in spiritual disciplines. What does it mean to live a life that inspires? How does spiritual formation pertain to a biblical view of education? Can the subjects of logic and biblical faith coincide and work together? Brent joins us again in studio today to discuss these questions and more. Brent, thanks again for joining us here on Education Nation. Yeah, my pleasure. It's so good to to be with you guys. Yeah, it's been really fun to see you in your new role. Um, you know, you've always had that passion for kids, and mm. you're, we're going to hear a little bit about your own background. Sure. And I think that's part of the reason why you are so passionate about sure. spiritual formation mm-hmm. in our students. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to talk with you about this. Thanks. Well, as we begin our discussion this week, some of our listeners may not really be familiar with the phrase spiritual formation. How would you actually define and describe spiritual formation? Yeah, I mean, we could do a whole show on this again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so spiritual formation... It's it's first probably just good to to think about uh, think about that in, in terms of just the words spiritual formation. So we're all uh, in a biblical worldview. We all believe that we are more than just brains on a stick. We're more than just bodies, f- flesh and bone. We we have spirits. Mm-hmm. We are spiritual beings. 
uh, as C.S. Lewis used, used to equip, or is at least quoted with with quipping, uh, we don't uh, have have souls. We we or we don't we, we don't have souls. We 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 are souls that have bodies. Mm-hmm. There you go. Right? <laughs> yeah, they get the the, yes. the, the R's mm-hmm. and halves right. But mm-hmm. yeah, and, and so the the goal the the point of spiritual formation is just being aware that we have spirits, mm-hmm. and guess what? They are being formed. And so the first point to make there is we are all in, in some way or another being formed spiritually. Mm-hmm. We all have spirits. It's just a matter of what are we being formed into and what are we being formed by. Right. Um, and so when we're talking about spiritual formation from a biblical worldview, we're specifically talking about the intentional process of being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so a, a, a really simple way to talk about spiritual formation is really spiritual conformation. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and we're, we're not just trying to form ourselves. We're trying to, to be formed into the specific image of Jesus. So, so a simple way to say that is it's just increasingly becoming more like Jesus and mm-hmm. an intentional process to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it's just vitally important in a key aspect of the, the Christian faith. This is, this is what we believe life is about this is what maturity is about this is this is what we want ultimately is to be to be more like jesus mm-hmm. and and um and then spiritual formation is just a process for how that happens yeah great um, great great description brent you grew up in a christian home you were a pastor's kid uh accepting the basic truths of christianity which is quite common um mm-hmm. amongst kids who grow up in christian homes mm-hmm. Until you didn't anymore. (laughs) And that's also quite common, too. Um, What was it like contemplating whether or not your faith could respond to the real struggles and pain you encountered as you were growing up? So first of all, I would say that um, when life uh, hits you hard and and you go through trials, Mm -hmm. suffering, hurt, pain, loss, whatever it is, they really do test your faith Mm -hmm. and and. More specifically, what your faith is in. So I would say that the strength and measure of a person's faith is the object of what their faith is in. And so when I, uh, in high school, went through some very dark times, um, it it really became increasingly apparent to me that my faith was weak. And and it took a few years before I finally realized it's because my faith wasn't truly and fully in Jesus Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. It was in things I, I thought I, I believed as far as mental assent to certain truths mm-hmm. as if that was what saved me mm-hmm. instead of a, a, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so, you know, you, you say you believe these things until you didn't. In, in one sense, you know, I did believe them still the same and to, to this day believe the same truths. But the belief changed from mainly a mental assent to certain doctrines that this is what I know the Bible says, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus died for my sins and all these things I knew to be true to an actual passion and experience of these things as Jesus is not only a uh, savior, but he's a savior of my sins. Mm-hmm. He's not only Lord, but he is Lord of my life. And, and the experiential um, um, uh, experience of what I already knew to be true, and, and that's that's really what ch- changed. And I mean, uh, I could go into my whole life story of how, but mm-hmm. uh, really, what happened was the things that were in my head, finally by by the Spirit, by God's grace, um, t- took root in my heart, mm-hmm. and and I, I be- my heart was changed, you know. And that's what needs that's what mm-hmm. needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, all the head knowledge, 
in the world is not gonna it's right. not gonna save you. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. And, and the beauty of all of that too is that you know through the pain, through those valleys, through those sufferings that we go through, it's a process that God ultimately uses mm-hmm. um, to bring us to a point of truly encountering Him, and that those encounterings. They happen throughout all of our yeah. life. It, mm-hmm. it deepens, you know, our, our our intimate knowledge of who He is. You know, following Christ, taking you from a wandering, aimless, you know, what's going on here in, in this time of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, he helped you find real purpose in both your life and your educational endeavors. Yes, through that, explain that process a little bit. Yeah, so, so that's a, a long story again. Uh, make it make it short. So, um, uh, man. Um, so I I really when the Lord grabbed the hold of my heart I was pursuing music full time wanted to be mm-hmm. a studio musician was going to a music conservatory in California, and I remember uh, you know I I came, I came home uh, for Christmas break and and that was a period of time where I kind of hit uh, what you might call rock bottom I was very depressed certain circumstances happened and I was really just questioning everything, and the Lord started really working on my heart and started opening my eyes to the glory of Christ in a way that I had never seen him before. And, and the Bible came alive to me. And I came back. Uh, I was at Biola University, and I remember being in symphonic winds, and I had this big gong part. And it was this climactic moment of the song, this huge gong part, you know, it's building, 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 and then poosh, huge crash, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm just counting and waiting usually till, till I hit that. And the moment came, and I missed it. Oh no! <laughs> and the reason I missed it is because I was reading "Knowing God" by J.I. Packer, and I couldn't put it down. And wow, the oh, I right. remember my, my 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 director stopped the whole band, said, uh, "Fisher, what are you doing? I don't ask you to bring your uh, my gong into your English class. Don't bring your English book into my in my class." <laughs> and and, uh, and I, the light bulb went on in my head. This isn't an English class book. I'm not even in English, first of all, but I'm reading this just because I can't get enough of this. I just have, you know, uh, an insatiable appetite for for truth and for yes. theology and for the gospel mm-hmm. and knowing more because it was all like I had never known it before. I knew it in one way, but it was also superficial. And now it was like meat and, and food mm-hmm. to my soul. You know, I couldn't get enough. I was just so hungry. And that's when the Lord started planting seeds in, in my heart for uh, a call to the ministry, which I fought tooth and nail because my dad was a pastor. And I, I saw, you know, all, all the, the, the hardships of being a pastor. And it's like, this is the least glorious work in the whole world. Why would anyone want to be a, a pastor, you know? Right. And, uh, and and the Lord worked on me and, and eventually pushed me towards that path. Um, you know, and I, so I finished Bible school uh, up at Bethlehem and then went right into the seminary program there with my mm-hmm. MDiv. And, yeah, and then after that came came to Liberty. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I feel like there's another part of the question I missed, though. <laughs> well, no, no, no. That That's the full on that. But I will say you are listening to Education Nation here on AM 1280 The Patriot. We are in discussion with Liberty Classical Academy's own Brent Fisher. He is the biblical counselor and spiritual formation coordinator at the school, and he's here discussing to us the importance of the spiritual confirmation yes. onto Jesus Christ, yeah. conformation in a classical education setting. And so God has used your journey to really help you learn what it means to live a life that inspires. Mm-hmm. And that came with that total 90-degree turn. In fact, a core value at Liberty Classical Academy is to build lifelong learners who are ready for college and ready for life and who will inspire others towards a life worth living. Mm-hmm. So share with our listeners how you use your own journey with Christ, engaging students inside the four walls of the school, and also of explaining and demonstrating to them what it means to live lives that inspire. Yeah. Well, you know, at a... At a 
institution where we can openly talk about Christ and the gospel, in a way where we're engaging them to think about it, one of the most important things I try to do is say, you know, here's here's my story. I, I knew a lot of the stuff that you guys know, and you would nod your heads and raise your hand if I asked you you're a Christian. Um, but there's a difference that that comes uh, from from knowing something intellectually and believing it personally. And in fact, just in Pentateuch class, we're talking about this. We're going through basic steps of biblical exegesis. And one of the first things I talk about is is the purpose of reading your Bible first and foremost is is to know God and it's to commune with Him and to be shaped and formed spiritually mm-hmm. in, in a way that is 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 uh, into the image of, of Christ. And, and the goal of meditation really is to get something that's on a page and maybe in your head into your heart. So it's how you go from knowing, just knowing something to actually believing it. And there's so many things in our lives that we know, but we just don't believe. We don't feel it. We don't live it out. Mm-hmm. And there's this disconnect. Mm-hmm. And and I share from my own, my own story. And I had that he- disconnect huge. And it, it wasn't... For years until the, the Lord really, first of all, uh, you know, caused me to be born again uh, through the power of the gospel. Um, but then also taught me that the way you increasingly become shaped into the image of Jesus is first and foremost by abiding in his word. You know, Jesus says, abide in me and you will bear much fruit. And whoever, you know, does, does not abide in me, does not bear much fruit, is going to be cut off and, and thrown into the fire. And then he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And so the, the essential part of, of growing strong in the Christian faith is getting uh, the right spiritual nourishment that you need for your soul, and that comes from, from the Word of, word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's one, one key, key way uh, we, I really try to help the students do when it comes to spiritual coordinator position as well as in-house, the students, almost the entire time of house is given to the students just meditating mm-hmm. on Scripture, a short passage of Scripture. And I say the, 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 the pro tip of, of turning something from reading to meditation is, is prayer. And so if you can learn, I, I give them tools, learn how to pray through this text and pray it, make it your own mm-hmm. um, in-house. Um, it's one huge way, the beginning of, of every day in, in middle and upper school, uh, we read through the Psalms and pray through the Psalms as, as the teachers guide that. Uh, psalms are given us uh, as as prayers to pray, and and in praying them, we we find spiritual strength and and hope and courage, and again that, that moves the the intellectual uh, aspect of the faith into yes. the the personal experiential mm-hmm. uh, uh, aspect where, where students are getting deep into the word, and the streams of of God's word are are causing them to grow into into trees that are that are fruitful and mm-hmm. prosperous. Mm-hmm. So. Oaks, Oaks of righteousness, yes. as it refers to yeah. in scripture. Yeah. yeah. Well, at the top of the show, Brent, we define and describe the phrase spiritual formation. How do you think spiritual formation actually pertains to a biblical view of education? Yeah, that's such a, such a wonderful question. Um, so. Oftentimes we think of education in, in, in terms of this is where we're, we're trying to shape purely the intellect and, and minds. And even when we use minds, we're referring to brains and intellectual development of, of students, right, that they know certain things. Mm-hmm. Well, that idea of education is just completely foreign to the Bible. In the Bible, we see that education is primarily about the moral formation of individuals, and that yes. involves, of course, knowing certain things and the intellectual component. But the goal is that they. This, uh, so, for instance, we can go in the Old Testament. The goal is that uh, um, you know, for for a Hebrew boy, that he would know the Torah and live in light of it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the sh- Shema that we memorize in, in the Pentateuch, 
uh, commands parents to be teaching their their kids the law of the Lord uh, when they when they sit in their house, when they walk by the way, and when yes. and they lay down when they rise. All the time, we should have the scriptures uh, being taught. And then, but the goal is so that they would be put on our hearts, so that we would love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, uh, and, and and might. And 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 so. In the Old Testament, that's the idea of, of education is, is Musar. Instruction itself is moral. It involves the whole self. It involves getting at the heart, shaping the heart. And then the same thing in the New Testament, the whole idea of paideia uh, in, in the Greek was very much also about moral formation. And then the Greek philosophers, that con- continues on, even in the culture you know, uh, of the Greco-Roman tradition, um, you, you have, uh, you know, uh, I think it was Plato who said, uh, education is the cultivation of, of the soul. Um, and they they saw this that you can't rightly say you know something until it has actually shaped your life mm-hmm. and you're experiencing it and living it out. And so the same thing applies then to education when we're we're pursuing that from a biblical worldview at liberty. Um, we're we're not just trying to shape their intellects and and just trying to make sure they know what they need to know to get into a good college. Yes. We're trying to shape their hearts. To, to love and value what is what is the good, what is the true, what is the beautiful. And we see that that is essentially in God and revealed to us in the person mm-hmm. of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just yeah. important to, to, to see right away all education, all education, public, secular, private, charter, whatever it is, it's all shaping students spiritually. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of are we intentional about it? Do we know what we're trying to shape them into? And uh, sadly, you know, in a public education, because they don't define that, it's whatever the student wants. Mm-hmm. And it's just paganism. It's, it's idolatry. It's shaping them into the things that the world values. And, and, and a lot of those things are just lies. They're not true. They're not good. They're not beautiful. And as, as a Christian uh, you know, institution, we're giving the students, here, here is what is good. Here is what is true. Here is what is beautiful. Here are reasons why they are. It's found in God. And here's what we want for you. We want more than for you just to know what is right. We want you to know how to live what is right, to choose what is right, and, and, and to, to find blessing in life and, mm-hmm. and, and, and joy in that because yeah. they're, they're related. Truly yeah. to mm-hmm. glorify Christ and to radiate his glory yeah. to a lost and dying world. Galatians 2.20 comes to mind. Paul mm-hmm. says, it is no longer I who live, but yes. Christ who lives in me. That is the conforming yes. right there. That's a great verse to, to mention. Yeah, we, we want them to... Be live lives that inspire because they have been filled with the in- most inspiring life of all, namely Jesus Christ. That's right. Mm-hmm. And we talk about that in leadership. There's no leader who's influenced the, the world more than Jesus Christ. He's on a whole other level. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, the next level under that would be Paul. And Paul says, I'm a slave mm-hmm. of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I'm a servant of, of Christ. And, and so, again, yeah, the most inspiring lives that have ever been have been those that, uh, first of all, have, have, has been Jesus, but then also his followers. Mm-hmm. So. Brent, what might spiritual formation and biblical counseling look like for students in the three different stages of classical education of liberty? Yeah, that's a, it's a great, great question. I thought a lot about that. So you have the grammar stage. And, and first here, I think you're just trying to get, get the kids uh, um, um, knowing the Bible, knowing truths, singing songs, doing chants. You know, they, they can memorize just incredible long portions. Mm-hmm. I, I like long portions of Psalm 119, which is the longest chapter. They do that in kindergarten, by the way. It's it's just incredible (laughs) because their brains are just sponges at this stage. Mm -hmm. So really getting it it into their heart, 
or their head, so that hopefully later in life yeah. it'll get into their heart. And, yeah. and Lord, Lord willing, it would get into their heart sooner than later. And a lot of the kids, it, it does. Mm-hmm. And then logic, it's more uh, logic phase. You know, middle school, we're really focusing on the why. Okay, mm-hmm. why is that true? Mm-hmm. Let's look at the reasons behind that. Mm-hmm. Why is that worth believing? Or not believing, you know, let's wrestle through these things, these truths that you have in your head. And then and then finally in the upper school, it's, okay, how do you articulate now what you believe? You've mm-hmm. thought through, you've, you've thought logically through the, these things that you're saying that you know to be true. Now articulate them in ways that are winsome and compelling and clear uh, to others. And that's really the the, the culmination then of, of the, the K-12 through program mm-hmm. is that they be able to articulate what they believe in in a way that is is just is beautiful and compelling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to reach back a little bit too into our discussion from last week. You talked about reason, logic, how to formulate an argument using critical thinking. Biblically speaking, the truths of Scripture uh, they're received by faith, and they're not understood maybe necessarily through our natural senses. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they are in some sense, but. Uh, mostly they're not if we're relying upon them, I should mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. So in teaching logic and serving as spiritual formation in biblical counsel, how do you integrate these two subjects? I mean, do they mm. complement each other mm. more than we might think? Oh, man. I, I will pray that we can have a whole show on this because it is, <laughs> it's been so huge to me as I've really thought through that very question and because they do integrate so uh, powerfully. So... For instance, logic. We talked about informal fallacies, a few of them last last week. Let's say the first one I mentioned, ad hominem abusive, is when someone's uh, ca- calling names, really, mm-hmm. and attacking a person's character instead of their, their argument. Now, the students are very good at identifying when others do that. Oh, he just said, you're dumb or you know, <laughs> you, you're, you're stupid or whatever it is. But the thing that I think Satan uses fallacies for, and I, I guess I, I would say, yeah, I think the evil one, he's the father of lies. Fallacies are lies. Mm-hmm. They're distortions Good of reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just making the spiritual connection there. But what he does is not only use them to destroy society at large and what we say to one another, but I think even more so he uses fallacies to destroy ourselves. Mm-hmm. So students are good at calling out and countering others when they say, you're dumb. But they're really not good at noticing how much they call themselves dumb mm-hmm. and say, I'm dumb. Good point. Mm-hmm. And it and has massive effects mm-hmm. on them emotionally and in their moods and in their mental health even. Mm-hmm. If, the, if you develop a pattern of distorted thinking, one of my beliefs is, because Jesus says, truth shall set you free, that lies then enslave. Mm-hmm. And, and so distorted thinking, as I say, leads to dysfunctional emotions mm-hmm. and and. and Damaged lives and, and, and lives that destruct uh, are, are self-destructive, in fact, and, mm-hmm. and, and damaging to others as well. So, so for instance, if someone's telling themselves they're dumb all day, mm-hmm. and and you'd be so surprised, and maybe not, but teenagers are constantly labeling themselves, and a lot of that's just ad hominem abusive. They're telling themselves this. It, it causes tremendous anxiety, tremendous mm-hmm. depression, and and wild mood swings. Um, when when Satan gets them to to believe that stuff, mm-hmm. and so one of the most powerful things that I can offer as a biblical counselor is to say, "Is that what Jesus thinks of you?" Mm-hmm. And and to see to see the the breakthrough when students hear that, and immediately they realize, "No, no, he doesn't think would that he have of them. died mm-hmm. for you? If he, would he have thought you were worth dying for? If if he just thought you were a stupid person?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, the, their eyes tear up, and they know, hundred percent, mm-hmm. no. He wouldn't mm. have. And, and, and then so the distorted lie that they're believing, the fallacy they're telling themselves, is just completely crushed. 
and and you see they're they're freed in that moment mm. and 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 then you also see their emotions immediately change yeah. you know they go from a 10 to depressed to zero mm-hmm. and it's just beautiful to see the power of the gospel oh, yeah. working um, against the, the the fallacies, the illogic, the irrationality that the devil is using mm-hmm. in, in what they tell themselves, mm-hmm. and so there's tremendous uh, correlation and, and integration between between logic and what I'm telling the students about fallacies and and the spiritual formation and the biblical counseling piece. Mm-hmm. And I just I just wish that all the students could have that knowledge to to, to be able to really identify those thoughts, those fallacies they're telling themselves, mm-hmm. and then and then learn what what the gospel says instead, mm-hmm. what Jesus says. Instead, okay. and, and just how powerful that can shape right. their lives. Yes. Is that saying that them. that saying we're our own worst enemies? Yeah, that's really where that comes yes. from. Yeah. You know, yeah. when we listen to those lies, mm-hmm. that's a really good, mm-hmm. a really mm-hmm. good point. Truth indeed. If you know it, it shall set you free. And you've already touched on this. The next question here on internal fallacies of the heart. Mm. While we're on the subject, you know, there are maybe a couple more of examples that you can share that uh, are common that students wrestle with. Yeah. So labeling. Labeling is a is a real huge one. Another really big one is uh, uh, there's a couple really that have to do with futuristic thinking that cause anxiety. So one is fortune telling. So that uh, so that's when you know I did this and I know because I did this this is going to happen. Or mm-hmm. I know I have a, a quiz tomorrow and the students I'm going to fail it. I just know I'm going to fail it. And as soon as they tell themselves that, what happens mm-hmm. is they start getting anxious, mm-hmm. and and then the anxiety can be self defeating. You know, and and and, uh, and it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. And become exactly mm-hmm. self fulfilling prophecy. Same thing with labeling. If you tell yourself you're stupid all day, you're not going to want to try hard on a homework assignment because you think you're too stupid to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it's self defeating, self fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Fortune telling is a big one. That's related to catastrophizing. So uh, you play out these horrible scenarios of what's going to happen. It's not just I'm going to fail the test. I'm going to fail. My parents are going to ground me. I'm going to lose all my friends. I'm going to be kicked out of liberty. <laughs> I'm never going to get a good college. I'm never going to get my whole life is going to be ruined right. uh, and, and not even worth living. Right. And, and, and it's just amazing how, how quickly students can go We're there. down that path. Just, and we, mm-hmm. we all can. We all can mm-hmm. resonate with this, I, I think, you know, just playing out scenarios so, so quickly into this end-of-the-world scenario. You know, and, right. and and of course, if you're believing that, that's going to cause tremendous amounts of anxiety and fear and worry and even depression mm-hmm. and, and hopelessness and, and a lot of the things that our, our teens are struggling with today mm-hmm. is because of these these false yeah. false beliefs and, yeah. and cognitive distortions that they're, yeah. they're telling themselves. Mm-hmm. So, Brent, we have just over a minute left um, in helping prepare these students to be lifelong learners, ready for college and ready for life. You like to call it life prep yes. <laughs> versus yeah, college life prep. prep. Um, explain how you integrate both logic and spiritual formation to help students reach a world outside of liberty with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, so one of my, my hopes, I tell the, the, the kids I'm, I'm counseling in particular, but uh, I guess it applied to all, all my logic students, all my Bible students, is you know, my, my goal in, in helping you identify your own uh, cognitive distortions or fallacies you're telling yourself is not that you would want to meet with Mr. Fisher for, mag- some, for some magic hour that's going to heal you completely and, uh, you know, and, and all your life's going to be better, but that you would be able to then take the, the truths of the gospel that you've found so powerful to yourself and then apply them to, to others. A lot of these mm-hmm. students, just they're so caring and kind, and I just admire them for how much they love one another, but they just don't know how to counsel one another. And to, to help them learn how to counsel themselves with the mm-hmm. truths of the gospel— actually is equipping them with the tools to be able to counsel one another. Mm. And so they they can now affect uh, really deep heart change and, and help 
their friends mm-hmm. get out of really dark situations and dark places in, in, in their own thinking as well. And it can mm-hmm. be very, very powerful in, in that regard. So mm-hmm. that'd be just one way. Yeah, and that's excellent. I know one of our students gave an excellent noon TM the other day, mm-hmm. and he talked about how he was applying the truth of Scripture to a situation he was going through. Mm-hmm. And I heard that that just spoke so powerfully to the mm-hmm. rest of the students mm-hmm. that were listening. And so just a, a really good example of what you were just stating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we are so thankful to have you on again here talking about spiritual formation and biblical counseling. Brent, you are a gift to Liberty and the students there, and we're thankful to have you on the show today. Yeah, great to be with you guys. Good seeing you, Brent. Thank Thanks you, Mark. Yes. As always, My always pleasure. enjoy doing shows with you. And, you as well. Uh, thank you. Thank you to our listeners. And if you want to listen to this podcast or any other of our podcasts, you can go to ednationmn, ednationmn.org. And uh, listen to this one or any others. And we hope you'll join us again next week at AM 1280 The Patriot, 6 p.m. on Saturdays.